Amen. Indeed, the Lord is our champion. We want to rejoice and thank God for His goodness and His blessing in our lives. Even at this time, I want to give praise and thanks to God because He has healed and protected many. You know, there are some of our core at Workplace at the River Church Plant who were close contacts with COVID-19 positive people. But when they were tested, the results of our core team came out negative. And there was another one of our core team, one of their relatives overseas, who was COVID-19 positive himself. But we thank God that this relative has been completely healed. And there is even another story from our core that his relative was COVID-19 positive and in hospital. And in the hospital, this particular relative brought two people to Christ. Wow, how amazing is that? And we want to thank God that this person is doing well and on the road to recovery. Praise God. Amen. If you have a testimony, do share it with us. And we as a family of God would love to hear from you and be encouraged by your testimony. Let me pray for some of you here that are in need of healing touch from God. Father God, I just want to pray for each and every one of us here. Lord, I pray that those of us who are COVID-19 positive, may you heal us and Lord, may you continue to protect us with your hedge of protection. Lord, remove every bit of fear from each and every one of my brothers and sisters here right now. Maybe they, maybe they be free of COVID-19. We also want to pray for these names up on screen. We pray for Jen, that Lord, you would heal her from vitiligo. Lord, that you would restore her skin and that it would not trouble her anymore. Lord, we pray for Wong. Lord, that you would heal him from dementia. Restore his faculties in Jesus' name. We pray for Jason, Lord. We want to ask that you would remove every bit of fear and anxiety in him. That he would be completely set free from every fear. Lord, we pray for all these names that are up on screen and those that are standing in the gap for their friends, family members, and loved ones. Lord, may you bring healing to their homes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hi everyone, my name is Joel and I'm one of the pastors in SIBKL. And I would like to wish everyone a happy Chinese New Year. This being the third day of Chinese New Year, I trust you have had a good, although different, time of reunion with your family. And today is also Valentine's Day, a day where we express our love to our loved ones, and that includes your family members too. You know, when, when I was dating my wife, I used to get her flowers of all kinds, all shapes and sizes. But now I'm just getting her cauliflower. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. But speaking of love, today I will be talking about true love from a man who gave himself for us all. I would like to share a message with all of you today, which I have entitled Overcoming Comparison. I'll be reading from John chapter 1, verse 18 to 23, but I'd like to just summarize that passage for all of you here. So Jesus was talking to Peter after just reinstating him, Jesus told him basically how he was going to die. Well, it's not the best dinner time conversations. But right at that time, Peter saw another disciple, John, and he asked Jesus, Jesus, what about him? Jesus replied to Peter saying, 
if I want him to remain alive until you return, what is that to you? You follow me. So today, I, I want us to focus on a, what Peter asked Jesus. What did he uh, question Jesus? What's going to happen to him? Referring to John. So Peter was comparing what Jesus said with what was going to happen to him, his story with the Apostle John. You know, by asking what's going to happen to him, Peter was comparing his life, and in this case, his death, with John's life and death. You know, to compare and contrast is something natural. It comes out of human nature and out of competition, wanting the best for yourself. We look at others on the news, on social media, through hearsay, and think, you know what, I wish I was like that. I wish I had this person's life. I wish I've got that kind of taste and experience of what a good life he or she has for himself or what I perceive to be some nice things in, in that person's life. You know, many of us today are having some form of family reunion right now. And most likely that family reunion is online. And during family reunions, I believe that some of these comparisons can creep up on us without us even realizing it. There sometimes will be this question. So what happened to your friend? You know, so-and-so, such-and-such. I thought he was a regional manager. She's a surgeon. Wow. He drives a Rolls Royce. Wow. What about you? When is your promotion coming? What happened to the other friend? I thought he or she was studying to be a, a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. Insert the professional job or qualification here. What? He gave up everything to become a painter, a blogger, to go into music? Now, don't get me wrong. I've got nothing against all these professions, but sometimes there could be a comparison in our minds. He gave up everything to do what? Go full-time? Wow. And then the question will come from some other relatives. Do you have a boyfriend or do you have a girlfriend? When are you getting married? When are you having a kid? When are you having another kid? You see, when there is this expectation of, on, on others of what we need to uh, achieve in our life, there is a comparison in our mind without necessarily spelling it out clearly. There's always a temptation to compare ourselves with others. You know, even for me, there's a tendency to compare myself with others, especially when it comes to negative things. Well, uh, when I was a lot younger, when I didn't do too well in my exams, I would tell my, ex my parents something like, you know, mom, dad, the whole class failed. Everyone failed. Even the smartest guy in class failed this exam, implying that we were all in the same boat and we received quite similar results. To which my parents would just look at me and say, I'm not asking about others. I'm asking about you. Did you do your best? I would say, well, you know, but deep down, I knew that I could have done a bit better. At that point, I knew I was caught. This thing about comparison is that it's pervasive. Sometimes it goes the other way. When I was younger, I would ask my parents, could I get the new PlayStation? Everyone has it. 
But then my parents would ask me, yes, but why do you need it? And I would say, well, because all my friends have it. But I know that's not a real reason. It's a comparison. I wanted it because I didn't want to feel left out among my friends. Sometimes this issue of comparison, it still creeps up until today, from time to time. Like, you know, how I would look around my friends around me, my peers, and I would go, wow, so many of them have bigger, nicer cars than me. Some of them even drive in BMWs. But here I am still driving my 12-year-old MyV. But you know, the good thing is I've got good friends. They bring me around uh, when they're driving in their nice cars. Thank you, Yap. Sometimes we even make a comparison when it comes to ministry. Wow, that leader is doing so much better. He has done this, he has done that. Or this pastor, he is so great. He has this achievement. Sometimes we compare ourselves across churches. Like, wow, that church has this program and that event coming up and it's attracting so many people. What I want to remind all of us is this. Do not compare yourselves to others, whether your friends, your family members, your neighbors, even your spouse. Here's the thing about this pandemic, and I believe that some of us may be affected financially. Some of us may be directly connected to someone who is infected with the virus. Friends, I would like to remind us that we are not in the same boat. We may be in the same storm, but we are all in different boats. Some of us are doing better than others. You know, we've got some of you here that are cruising in a yacht, like the equanimity. Some of you are just trying to hold on to a plank, grabbing onto whatever you can, like Jack and Rose, after the iceberg hit Titanic, just so that you can stay afloat and hoping that all will turn out well in the end. So that was about comparison. The question then is, how do we prevent ourselves from making a comparison so that we don't look to the left or to the right or even behind us? Here's the thing. Let's look to Christ. In verse 22, Jesus says, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. You must follow me. Jesus. You see, when our mind gets focused on comparing ourselves with this, that, and the other, we need to shift our focus. Focus on Christ. Look to Him. This is why in Psalms it says, in Psalm 139, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. He knows you from the beginning to the end and from the end to the beginning. He created you. He knows everything about you. He knows your past. He knows your future. And He knows your destiny. He knows your joys. He knows your pains. He knows your struggles. Things that you may not even want your closest friends or family members to know about. He knows you. You see, Jesus is not some demanding taskmaster. When he came down to the earth, he took on the posture of a servant. 
And he even said this, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Jesus himself was one that looked straight to his father in heaven. He didn't compare to himself to anyone else, not all the prophets, not the teachers of old. And this is because it is because he didn't compare himself. That is why we have him, Jesus, as our one true savior. Now, I'd like to make mention, I'm aware of the words that Jesus says to, to uh, Peter. It may not be the nicest, most easy thing to swallow. In fact, a few verses back, Jesus was just explaining to Peter how he would die at the end. There may be some of you here who are saying, you know, I'm looking to you, Jesus, but you're questioning the Lord's process in your life. The journey that the Lord is bringing you through right at this point in time. And you're asking him, why God? Why me? What about him? What about him? What about her? In the past year, we have seen many men of God falling morally, denying Christ, questioning their faith publicly and aggressively. And you're sitting there watching all of this and you're asking yourself, what is real? What is truth? And in the Bible, Jesus himself says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, Jesus is the truth. And he says this, follow me, follow Christ. For myself, as a man called into ministry, a pastor, I must say I don't have all the answers. In fact, I'm pretty sure I'll let you down. That's the thing. I am only a man, a man at best. So don't look to me, don't look to men, don't look to, to one who's merely figuring out their way. Look to Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And my role is merely to point you in the right direction. So you move away from comparison and you go straight to following Christ and focusing on Christ. What happens when you follow Jesus? What is the end of the story? So in this passage, Jesus had just told Peter the type of death that he would go through. It's written in history that they were about to nail Peter to a cross. And just before they nailed Peter to that cross, Peter said, no, 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 my Lord died in that way. My, my Lord died in such a way. And Peter said, hang me on that cross head downward. Peter was hung on a cross, but upside down in honor of the one that he calls Lord and Master, Jesus. At the end of the day, Peter was able to conquer not just death, but the fear of death, which I feel is even more dangerous. And he even honored God in the process. What do you need to conquer today? You know, we've been going through this series on overcoming. And if I were to summarize everything that I'm sharing with all of you, in a nutshell, it would be this, overcoming comparison and overcoming covetousness. Peter overcame all that. Will you overcome? Friends, I'd like to speak to all of you for a moment. What do you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, what do you fear right now? 
Could it be the COVID-19 virus? Could it be getting the vaccine? Or for some of us here in Malaysia, could it be not getting the vaccine? Could it be failure in your business? Could it be a sickness of yourself or even a family member or a loved one? Could it be a strained relationship between your family members and your relatives? Or do you even fear what other people think? Do you compare yourself to what others would go through as compared to you? Or do you simply fear not following Christ and therefore falling away? You see, friends, whatever your fear is, won't you just bring it to Christ right now? He is the one who will enable you to conquer every fear that you are going through. And now as I come to the end of my message to all of you today, I would like to encourage you. This year, let's not compare ourselves to our neighbours, our colleagues, our friends, family members, and even our spouse. But let's choose to follow Christ. Whatever that means to each one of us, at the end of the day, you will be able to conquer anything that comes in your path because God is with you. You know, there's this saying among young people, among millennials, you do you, which basically means that you should not compare yourself to another person, regardless of what people will think of you and even what we think of ourselves. Let me just add to that a little bit. You do you, but God with you. So let's always remember, let's all have Christ in the center of everything that we do.